Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we resume our lesson from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which deals with spiritual gifts. In this message, Pastor Harris teaches us 12 truths about spiritual gifts to keep us from speculating beyond what the Bible teaches. Please listen closely as Pastor Jim teaches today's slice of this week's message entitled, Don't Be Ignorant About Spiritual Gifts, Part 2. Verses 8 through 10. For to one, and here comes a list of the gifts. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healings by the one Spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. This is one of the two lists of spiritual gifts in the New Testament. The other one's over in Romans 12, verses 6 through 8. This one has greater emphasis on what 2 Corinthians chapter 12 calls the signs of an apostle, special uh, revelatory gifts that are given. The, the one in Romans 12 is more like the kinds of things that most people do most of the time. But understand, from what we've seen about the uniqueness of gifts, the uniqueness of people, the universality of the plan of God, um, we take these lists as merely representative of various things that the Holy Spirit does through Christians. Now, verse 11, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as He wills. So, where do spiritual gifts come from? Who gives spiritual gifts? Well, they're given by the Holy Spirit. How are they given? They are given according to the will of God, just as He, the Holy Spirit. Who is the He? The Holy Spirit. Just as He will, so the, the He is the Holy Spirit. He is God. It is therefore completely absurd to seek certain gifts as if they are prizes that are to be obtained by something that you can do. We're going to move along. Verses 12 through 14. For even as the body is one and yet has many members. Now that's talking about your physical body. You are one body, but you have different members. Ten fingers, ten toes, two elbows, two ears, one nose. You've got all these different things. You get, you, get, you get one spleen. You get to double dip on kidneys and lungs. And, but everything in your body is unique. Many different members. Even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body 
whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Now, as you sit looking at your computer screen or your tablet or your phone this morning, I want to tell you as soon as possible, stop that! The body of Christ does not meet in 150 different locations simultaneously. We meet together. This is a very rare experience. So, and by the way, if this had happened any time before this century, we would have had a lot more hard work to do. We pastors would have probably spent a lot of time on horseback going from house to house and trying to minister to people. But what's the primary point here? The point is the body of Christ is a unit. And therefore... Proper understanding of spiritual gifts gifts will always lead to unity. It was one of our 12 points, right? Um, Never to competition, never to division, never to isolation. Now, in those verses, I'm going to skip a lot. I have set it aside for our next study, uh, Lord willing, on uh, Wednesday night. Some of the greatest battlegrounds among Christians in the modern church come from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. And so I want to give that plenty of consideration. And we need to take, uh, give it the, the time that it needs. Talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, uh, etc. All right, let's move on. He's laid out a lot of doctrinal foundation, if you will, about spiritual gifts. Now he's going to get to some very practical things in the remainder of this chapter. Verses 15 through 20. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I am not part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as He desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members but one body. You can see what problem He's addressing there. Uh, Some people might think that they are insignificant and their contributions to the body are, are too insignificant to matter. Nobody will miss me. Well, if nobody will miss you, you've probably not been using your gift. Uh, that kind of thinking, that's an insult to the sovereignty of God who distributes each gift individually just as He wills. He places each member, each member in the body of Christ just as He desires. Now, there could be the flip side of that problem, right? Let's read on, verses 21 through 26. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we deem less honorable On these we bestow more abundant honor, and our less presentable members become much more presentable, whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. 
But God has so composed the body, uh, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, what potential problem does that address? Some people might think that others are not as significant as they are, and that therefore they don't need to have that close fellowship with these lesser members of the body of Christ. And that's equally an insult to the plan of God. Now, again, he uses the analogy of the human body. It is the um, unseemly parts, you know, the, the internal organs that aren't pretty to look at. I mean, you, you, the, the boy never meets the girl and says, I have never seen a spleen like that in my life. You understand? It, it, some things need to be covered up, uh, and other things are more visible. So we give those things more abundant honor, says the text, by having the most protection provided around them. You don't want your heart going off and acting independently of the rest of your body. So, members of the church must take care of each other just like all the parts of your body have to work together for the body to function. End of the chapter's coming. Watch this. We're going to get there. Verses 27 to 31. Now, you are Christ's body and individually members of it. Now, there's a, there's a plural and a singular there. You collectively are... Christ's body. Jesus is not on earth now, but how do you get to see what Jesus does? How do you get to see what he looks like? How do you get to to learn about his character? You watch the individuals collectively working together. So uh, you collectively are Christ's body and you are individually members of it. It's like a mosaic. You don't get all excited about one stone in a mosaic. You stand back from it and you see thousands of stones that together make up the beautiful picture. All right. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church, first, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, various kinds of tongues. All are not apostles are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have gifts of healings, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I show you a still more excellent way. Now, again, there are things there that we can't um, spend a whole lot of time on. I want to suggest to you that um, that's not a list of gifts. That's a list of people, people who have gifts. And he's saying there are different, different things there. And, and you say, well, you told me that all these are equal and nobody can think of themselves as more important. But there it says first, second, third, etc. Well, the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus being the, the chief cornerstone. So uh, there are uh, various levels of influence, but not different levels of, 
of value attached to those people. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.